Welcome to the Misfit Messengers podcast, hosted by Jenny Moffitt and Amanda Hoshite. All right, so here we are, another episode. This is, you know, I I like just meeting with you. This is fun. Yeah, so we've been we've been talking for like a half an hour because that's what we do. We got to catch up. We got to see how things are going in life. And Amanda's life is a little bit more hectic than mine right now. <laughs> got a little bit more stress uh, going on, but just, uh, just a tad. Just a tad. That's that's okay. We all have those seasons of. So I'm so sorry, Jenny, but someone is knocking on my door. That's all right. Take 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 your time. Go ahead with your intro. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, you know, each of us have seasons, right? Uh, whether they're seasons of busyness, seasons of slow, seasons of uh, good times, bad times, all of those types of things, and so. She's just in a season of stress right now, but that's that's okay. So that's when you can uh, help each other out through those difficult times. And that's where our conversations can be of be of benefit. But we have taken kind of a, a break from that emotionally healthy spirituality uh, to have some guests on and do some some touching base on things. But uh, now we want to kind of dive back into uh, into that book. So uh, we're on chapter three or session three, which is kind of talking about going back to go forward. And what, what the author means, what Peter Scazzaro means by that is uh, looking at your past and your history, the, the past history of your family and how family generation to generation can impact you today to think that somehow we're exempted from uh, the, just the generational stuff that we carry with us because of our parents and grandparents and great grandparents. Um, we carry that stuff with us, whether we want to or not. Uh, there are pros and there are cons. Um, it's not all bad, uh, but it definitely isn't all good either. But I think it helps us to have an understanding of where we come from in order to be able to address issues. And, and I'll tell you, I've done this course with people several different times. And this really is the trip up chapter I found. Yeah. This one and going over the wall. But but uh, but they're actually kind of related. Yeah. Um, but this one, people like either sometimes people fall into two camps. They either really um, glorify their upbringing and like their parents could do no wrong and they were, you know, wonderful, great, everything good, which, okay, not realistic, but okay. Or they were entirely bad and everything about their past was bad. Also not true, right? Because right. that's not right. life, you know. But I found that this this chapter saying, um, because, because kind of in, in Western evangelicalism, we kind of, I don't think purposefully, but that we can pray our way out of anything. Yes. Um, and what, and I'm not dismissing prayer. Nope. Um, actually I saw a great shirt that says, all you need is prayer and a little bit of therapy. And I thought it was hilarious, but, <laughs> um, but, but, you know, we say, all of our issues that we deal with can be just dealt with um, just by sheer will, by praying, by, by praying harder, by pushing harder, by, um, well, what that actually ends up being coming is stuffing harder. Right. Often, <laughs> is, often that's exactly what it looks like. Um, which is unhelpful. So, but I found if you can just take an honest look of the why i react to things um it you can trace it <laughs> why things trigger me why what things upset me what things because 
they're they're passed on biologically, right? We say that uh, the sin of generations right. and the blessings of generations both right. carry down. Right. And so how do we look to not squash it, but to understand it so we can control it? Right. Right. And so that's really what this chapter is about. How do we, how do we learn to identify patterns in our family, which, which does take you through a journey of uncovering some stuff you'd rather not uncover. Right. right. There's reasons that those skeletons were in a closet. People don't, families don't want to talk to them, don't want to deal with them. But that's the only way that you're going to understand, oh, there is a reason why I struggle with this sin. There's a reason why these things upset me. There's a reason why I'm triggered by this. There's a reason why I'm afraid of this. Right. Right. And you can trace all that stuff. But it, it takes some soul searching. Right. And it and takes. And therapy. <laughs> that that helps too certainly no <laughs> doubt but in addition this isn't it isn't a book that you just read right it's a it you you've got to ask yourself these questions and actually take the time and and get your piece of paper out or, or write in the book and write out the things because if you just mentally do the do the effort like oh yeah and uncle so-and-so and aunt so-and-so and grandma such and such oh yeah yep yep we're good. Got it mapped out. Well, but, but do you, do you really, because mm-hmm. again, I can totally see where this is a, this is a hang up because you don't want to uncover. It's not pleasant to uncover skeletons and closets, but mm-hmm. as you said at the beginning, you either glorify or vilify, neither of which is helpful because you just have to right. look at the honest truth. What, what is the reality and acknowledge the reality for what it is. Don't don't make it more than it is or less than it is. Just acknowledge the reality as it exists, not your perception of the reality. That's why it's mm-hmm. so important to get it on paper. And so it's it's not a perception. It is these are the hard facts. Right. And acknowledge those facts. I was recently talking to someone about kind of the weird thing that happens when you when you th- when you grow up and you think, wow, my my parents are really different now than in my memories. Does that uh, ever? Yeah. Do you yep. know what I mean? Yep. Like when you're looking at your parents with grown up eyes and you're thinking, oh, interesting. Now they probably haven't changed all that much, but our perceptions of them change. Right. Like for good or bad, right? Certainly. Like because like my my dad when my dad when I was a kid total total hero like really everything he did was great right in my brain right yeah and my mom who left my family bad yeah like so good because he stayed and he tried and he did and my mother bad well when i look at this their story you know they weren't together very long but when i look at their story of how i came to be yeah it's tragedy on both ends it's sacrifice on both ends it's both people trying to do what they thought was right in the moment yeah with the with the limited resources that they had right so when i can look back and i can say there is no hero or villain in that story right right yeah there's no good versus evil there's no one was good and one was bad it's we're much more complex creatures than that (laughs) right Right. I mean, the villain of the story never thinks he's the villain. Correct. Well, and then remember that goes back. Who's our enemy? 
Right. It does go back to who's our enemy. <laughs> right. Our enemy is not people. Right. Now, you know, you might have come from a an absolutely abusive family household, and I, I am sorry that that might have happened. Um, but that also speaks into your life today, and and it is necessary to acknowledge and see it for what it was, but also acknowledge it honestly and and not see it for what it wasn't. Does that right. make sense? Yeah. Um, and you might have grown up in what you thought was the perfect household, but if you look back, maybe it was a little less squeaky clean than you thought. So it's one of those things that it just takes a hard, a good hard look. And it's not, and again, it's not to vilify, it's not to glorify, it's not to do any of those things. It's so that you as an individual can work through the fact that, okay, this is what I have in my past. This is, this is the legacy on which I stand for good or otherwise. And this is how I can address it moving forward and Mm -hmm. be honest with it and be open with it and acknowledge it so that, because one of the things if, you know, my dad always talks about, um, there's certain things in your life. Like when you're like, if you sprain an ankle, um, if you rest it and ice it, it'll probably heal itself. Right. Get better Mm -hmm. at least. But if you like break a tooth, it's, it's not going to get better on its own like it never never will get better on its own right you have to go in and get that looked at right so there are hurts in our life that are like sprained ankles and okay. and, and they're gonna get they're gonna work themselves kind of out as life goes on but then there are hurts in our life that we have to acknowledge because otherwise it's just gonna fester and get worse oh that's it's good yeah never gonna I- it's, that's not it's not gonna happen it's a broken tooth it's not going to heal itself. You mm-hmm. gotta, you gotta acknowledge it. You gotta maybe find an expert, right? Think about a tooth. You wouldn't go to a plumber to fix your tooth. <clears throat> you, you shouldn't. I mean, you could. I don't know if it would work out well. For you. <laughs> right? They might pull it out. Um, but which, if you do that wrong, you can cause all sorts of problems. I had some traumatic experiences with dentists in Hungary that I'd rather not talk about, but it has caused me um, literally anxiety every time I go to a dentist now. So even if you go to the dentist, if it's the wrong dentist, it can actually cause you right. and suffering. But anyway, my point being, there are certain hurts that need the right people to help you through. Mm-hmm. So, but if we take a look at the book, if we take a look at um, the the workbook, it talks about because each each uh, chapter kind of talks about a Bible character, um, and this one's Joseph, <clears throat> which we all know the story. Well, many of you might know the story of Joseph. Some of you guys might not know the story of Joseph. So I'm going to do, or do you want to do a, a little short recap? Oh, sure. That. I love Joseph. Joseph's right. my favorite. <laughs> Go for it. Well, a lot of them are my favorite. <laughs> uh short story uh um so um no i'm trying to think of where to speak yeah where jacob to jacob is their dad i'm sorry yeah, <laughs> like you're fine I think i'm not going to the lineage who's their dad jacob is their dad okay so jacob if you remember his story he was the you know uh jacob and esau he goes um has to flee his family because his brother's trying to kill him ends up working for his uncle there's uh two um cousins hanging around one's cute one's not cute he ends up marrying them both 
that's the short story of that. Ends up having a whole slew of kids. Um, the sister he didn't like, Leah, very fertile, had a whole bunch of kids. Then the sisters got in a bidding war over kids, and they had some other kids with two other ladies, uh, Bilha and um, Zil. I can't remember. Zilpha? Zil Zilpa. Zil Zilpa, right? Okay, yeah. anyway. Anyway. <laughs> and uh but there are at this point there is one son born to the favorite wife uh rachel and he at that time was the baby and um his dad doted on him loved him there is a very famous musical made about a special coat that he got um and and it was beautifully made it was a very expensive coat it would have cost probably a year's worth of wages and um, it had sleeves on it, which meant that Joseph's position was in, author in authority, not manual labor. And Joseph really digged it. And uh, he kind of um, used his, <laughs> flaunted his status. Uh, he, the Lord did give him gifts of dreams. And he had a dream about um, suns and stars and bowing and wheat and uh, went and gloated at the dinner table. His brothers really hated it and decided we got to do something about this brother now at the the time most scholars put at this time joseph being about 14 or so yeah. so if you met any cheeky 14 year olds especially if you've ever known a cheeky 14 year old younger brother who thinks he's better than you you're kind of getting the um <laughs> the feelings uh one day the brothers are all out in the fields um and they're possibly involved in some shady business with some neighboring tribes because joseph shows up and he's like oh what you doing and they're like our dad can't know about this we need to kill him so simeon mostly is the one who's like we're gonna kill him we're gonna kill him we're gonna throw him in this hole reuben is the oldest brother and he's like i don't think we should kill him um and so simeon and reuben are having this kind of uh back and forth when some um slave traders from egypt show up and uh they're like oh well that's simple let's just sell them to these guys so they do <laughs> and uh he's taken away as a slave they rip up his coat they put sheep's blood on it they go tell her dad he's dead um fast forward uh joseph ends up um a little humbled as he is working as a slave and he ends up in a guy named potiphar's house and he um really just the bible says everything he does just gets black like he just does a good job and he rises in the ranks of his household to kind of being the overseer of it because he just does a good job now it says at this time he is handsome in form and appearance so that means he was smoking that's the bible's translation of that potiphar's wife takes notice She's like, mm, okay. So at this time, he's probably 17, 18, 20, that kind of range. He's been working. He's ripped. I don't know. She's feeling it. She she approaches him. This is sorry. This is the this is the Amanda Hoshite version. She approaches him. Says, "You got to come sleep with me." He's like, uh, "Hard pass. No, thank you. I can't. I'm not going to dis dishonor my body. I'm not going to dishonor my God. I'm not going to dishonor Potiphar." she gets in her feelings about it um and she kind of keeps approaching him and he's still like no no so she says fine she rips off she tries to grab him she uh rich rips off his um tunic thing he was wearing and says he tried to rape her well you got the bosses 
wife and a slave, justice systems being what they are. Potiphar pretty much knows he didn't do it, but he, his hands are really tied, so he gets thrown in prison. Uh, while in prison, he uh, keeps on having dreams, and his uh, he meets a baker and a cupbearer to the king. Both are uh, about to face judgment. He has a dream where the wine... They have dreams. Not that they have dreams. He yep. interprets them. Yep. He says, the baker guy is going to die. The wine guy is going to live. And he says, hey, wine guy, when you live, like, don't forget that I that I told you about it. But right, then he right. forgets that he told him about it. And so a couple more years pass until Pharaoh starts having dreams. And the cupbearer is like, oh, I know a dream guy. So he goes and gets Joseph from prison. He tells him the dream about um, it's uh, skinny wheat eating fat wheat and skinny cows eating fat cows. Yeah. So saying you're going to have seven years of plenty where you'll have excess and you'll have seven years of famine and drought. So in the seven years of excess, put um store back grain so that you'll have enough and he says hey man this is a great idea actually you should be in charge of it so he gives him a signet ring makes him in charge of egypt um sure enough things come to pass there's a famine in the whole land um egypt starts um selling kind of the grain that they held back so everyone's kind of going to egypt to get portions of grain because there's no grain including his brothers um joseph's brothers they show up. He recognizes them. They don't recognize him. At this time, Joseph's probably like 30-something, maybe 40-something. So it's been a while, you know, 14 to 40. It's You, you change a little bit. Yeah. Plus, he's also dressed up as an Egyptian. Right. He uh, has them arrested. Um, they kind of go through this give-and-take little um, thing where he, like, throws a party for him, and then he's, like, challenging him on stuff, and they're, like, they he set him up in birth order. They're, like, what is happening? Uh, finds out there's another brother, Benjamin, which would be Joseph's full brother. They make him go get him, bring him back. There's a thing with a cup where he's <laughs> where he frames them. Um, and long story short, after they're back and uh, they framed the youngest brother, Simeon, the very one who wanted him dead, uh, says, you know, take me instead. My, my, my father cannot deal with another loss of another son. He realizes that they're changed men. Um, he takes him in another room, shows him that he's a Hebrew. Side note, means he flashed him. But anyway, that's 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 the kids' favorite part of the story. And <laughs> and um, then they reconciled, and he moves the entire family, which is about set, I think it says seventy people. Yeah, seventy people into Egypt where they're loved and adored. Until people forget about it, and then they end up in slavery for 400 years. That's that's the Cliff Notes version. That was that was spectacular. Did that I do was, okay? That was, that was good. <laughs> so if you want to read it, go get the book of Genesis. Uh, you don't have to start at the very beginning to start with Joseph's life, but uh, um, it's there is a lot with Joseph's life. I would suggest starting around genesis 37 you could even start a little bit earlier than that but um one thing that just i want to bring up that you kind of alluded to but part of the reason joseph think about joseph's life he had jacob as a father jacob who deceived his father to get the blessing that has was due his brother okay right. and then was deceived by leah and rachel and was deceived by 
Well, well, Laban, I guess. Laban. Yep. You have Jacob's father, Isaac, whose father was Abraham, who also both of them claimed their wives were their sisters in certain circumstances. Um, So you just have a lot of, you have a lot of baggage with those families. And so, you know, Joseph had a lot of baggage that he could have held on to, right? He could have, and he could have claimed, uh, you know, he was a victim, which he was. That was that's a that's an honest reality. His brothers sold him yeah. as a slave to to traitors. I mean, that's that's a big thing. He was falsely accused of rape and imprisoned. Mm-hmm. He was forgotten about by someone he helped in prison. I mean, he has a he had a lot of reasons to be bitter, and yet one of the most famous lines that Joseph ever said, it's recorded in scripture is what you planned for evil, God used for good. That's right. And, you know, he, he looked at, I mean, he didn't, he wasn't bashful about what was happening. He was, he took a good, hard, honest look, but he also didn't let that define who he was. Right. And I think we can learn a great deal from from that again not neglecting the past not saying the past doesn't matter or the past is in the past so it can stay there no you got to acknowledge what has happened in your life because if you don't and you stuff it that's when unhealthy habits unhealthy thoughts unhealthy um uh spiritual practices can creep up because you've stuffed the past well i mean yeah, great example is uh, of of undealt with stuff. We talked uh, when we did the first one with David. Yeah, David and then Solomon and then well, I mean, Dave, well, David's undealt with sexual things, and then um, his son's whole debacle, right? And then Solomon's undealt with sexual things, which led to a split in the kingdom. Right, his son Rehoboam, who was an idiot, yeah, yeah. <laughs> didn't didn't listen to his advisors, caused right. a split in the kingdom. <laughs> but though that's a generational thing too, right? You know, David doesn't has undealt with stuff, has a terrible relationship with his sons. Mm-hmm. Solomon had <laughs> many wives and concubines, right, and. Did I talk about on here or with you at some point about the saying, whatever isn't dealt with is transmitted? No, but I... So this is a concept I'm doing in a in a class I'm doing kind of about um, HR stuff and work. Yeah. yeah. But I thought it's a really good principle just for life. That whatever you don't deal with... So in, in HR context, if you have an employee who's acting badly and you refuse to deal with them, all that you're going to do is is develop in all of your other employees that same bad behavior because they've gotten away with it. Gotcha. Yep. So if you're someone who's chronically late and you never call them out, all your employees are going to start being late. Right, because you've clearly shown through your actions that it's not an right. important thing to be. That doesn't, correct. But the same thing goes with um, really a lot of things. <laughs> They're spiritual. Whatever you don't deal with, in yourself even will be transmitted to the people that you love 
Yikes. Yeah. I even see that in myself. So I, uh, I tend to, um, well, we already talked about, you know, I tend to, um, stuff emotions a little bit and put on a, I don't have time to feel about this right now. So I'm going to bootstrap it. Yeah. And I noticed that with my eldest son, there was a friend who said something really hurtful um, to him and it really hurt him really badly. And he um, just said, well, I don't have really time to deal with that. I, uh, cause we were, we were in a public place. And so he just went around to everyone just joking and being, you know, his goofball self, but I could tell it was, it was not out of a place of genuine joy. It was at a place of, I need to show the world a happier face than the one I'm feeling, which I was like, Whoa, buddy. That's not what I'm trying to, but I know that I did that through, um, yeah. I, I have modeled that. Right. And right. again, so now recognize- it's not like you were trying to teach your kid that, right? And sometimes that's a helpful skill, right? There are times, when you yeah. Think there are times, but it shouldn't be an all the time thing. I'm like, no, no, you can acknowledge to people around you that, yeah, I'm kind of a little bummed right now. And it is perfectly fine. You do not have to be the joy bringer for everyone, although everyone loves it. But I don't want, right, they say that's why one of the highest uh, rates of suicide is among comedians. Yeah. Because of that. So, but anyway, it was just a thing that I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't want to transmit this this lesson to you. So we talked about it, you know, and... And he's like, well, it's just I also I stuff yeah. emotions too, right? So the people around me, because they've maybe never seen me express any emotions, mm-hmm. may, don't feel safe expressing emotions to me because I don't I don't express them. So, oh well, I wanted to talk to Jenny about this thing, but she doesn't seem to like feel. <laughs> Right. So, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna feel with her either. Like, and that's, that's dangerous too, for me. That's why, again, mm-hmm. friends, this is why we're talking about this book. This is why Amanda and I are going through this book is because we understand that mm-hmm. we have challenges in our life, that we have ways, unhealthy ways of handling our emotional well being, And mm-hmm. so we want to not be like that. So anyway, cause we want to be better. Because God asks us to calls us to be better. He he That's wants right. he wants fullness and wholeness, right? Jesus says, I want you to have life and have it to the full. That's right. You know, and fullness of life means all aspects of life, not just physical health or spiritual health, but emotional health as well. And so it's so important as you think about where you came from. You know, assigning blame isn't really the answer. It's just acknowledging these things happened. This is this mm-hmm. is why I have the triggers I have. And I can feel emotions in the moment. That's okay. Right. Well, and a, a, a famous quote from Pete Scazzaro is, Jesus might live in your heart, but grandpa's in your bones. <laughs> yes, I remember and, that. Right. And I love, but he's, he's saying, you know, don't negate, right? Uh, pull, pull an Esther for such a time as this, right? You are here. Right. And it isn't a happenstance or random chance or whatever that you were right. born in the time, place, culture, gender, whatever that you are. It, it, 
it matters. Yeah. Right. It's purposeful. So it's purposeful. Thank you. It's purposeful. Um, and God can do a lot with your story. I don't think Joseph wanted to deal with all that, but, but think about what would have happened to him. What would have happened actually to all of Israel had he stayed in his position as favored son in his father's camp. They would have all died. They would have all starved to death. Yep. <laughs> or had he given in to Potiphar's wife. Right. Right. Or had he gone to spare or whatever. Yeah. Had he chose to keep his dream secret because they're that's kind of weird to dream stuff. I don't know. But um yeah, our 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 pain can be used for for good if we give it to god yeah and that includes family pain and you know and there's sometimes in stuff that you're that you're not going to unpack you know i know i like i said I, i'm i'm somewhat estranged from my mother's family there's a lot there that i only know bits and pieces of right that i'm never going to be able to wreck like i don't know I, i'm pretty sure most of them are alcoholics i'm pretty sure there's uh, abuse in that lineage there's a lot I don't know. I, I know that they once had money and it all got lost. That's a that's a thing. Um, so, but all I can say is, Lord, I know that I probably have some things there. And I'm just going to ask you to bring them to light as we can so we can deal with them. Right. There's some things I can't change. Right. right. I can't change a lot of things about myself. <laughs> but I can give them to God. Correct. And God can transform us, right? Well, there are patterns in my own family line, like I just said with Chet, that I want to break. Over self-resilience is a family pattern that my family has. Yeah. And we don't, I, I'm even dealing with this with, mo with moving, and I was just joking with Jenny right before this, and I'm told um, it's okay to hire these things out. You don't have to do all these things. Yeah. And I said, that is completely against my family <laughs> ethos. You right. don't, you don't hire people to do things you could do yourself yes yep okay right um you can learn any, anything from a book in youtube so you better okay no that's my family right, right. yeah it's, yeah i get it we yeah yeah we don't call we don't ask people for help anything that you can do you will do you don't outsource stuff right um right. you know you uh resources are are limited so you know that you know that kind of stuff. so like Call, so first I have to call people and ask them to come help me with a service. Yeah. Then I have to budget said service. Also not a great skill in my family. <laughs> then I have to sit back and allow other people to work while my perfectly good, capable hands and back are not. Right. Whoa. Right. Whoa. Right. So like all of those things are like completely against my family of origin. Yep. Right. Yep. But I have to say one calm down it doesn't but you know but it's a it's a concept it's a process right so to say there are some things i can let go yeah and i don't have to overwork myself to death because right. i really can do this and it's perfectly fine to make a phone call maybe sure. that's just the millennial in me i don't know i just know a lot of millennials don't make phone calls but yeah but so I, even dealing I, with that just this week yep my, one of my family ethos is work smarter, not harder. And okay. so I had to learn that sometimes my way, even though it might be the most efficient way, because <laughs> I, I, 
I like efficiency. I like, yeah. let's get this done as quickly and logically and with the least amount of steps as we can. That not everybody thinks like that. And it's okay that not everybody thinks like that. And I don't have to have it my way. But it also means that there are times I have to, because that is in me, mm-hmm. I have to leave the room. <laughs> right? Right. It's getting done. The task is getting done. I could definitely <laughs> tweak the system, right? And make it more efficient or whatever. But you know what? Sometimes I just need to take a step back mm-hmm. and not let other people's ways of doing things cause me stress because it doesn't need to cause cause me stress because my way is not the only way. Right. Right. You know, and it's so good to recognize So you know, it's just, and just to know like, Oh, that's one of, this is one of those times that I'm faced with a challenge. Am I going to go forward? Yep. Or am I going to, or am I going to get stuck or am I going to allow the same things to happen in my family? I mean, it can happen for all kinds of things, you know? Right. And, um, yeah, it's just good practice. Looking back, understanding the why, so yeah. we can, and not, but not dwelling there. That's a big part of this whole chapter too. You don't stay there. You don't wallow in it. Right. You just acknowledge this. This happened in my family. This happened to me. These are the the outcomes because of it. But yeah. this is how I'm going to move forward. Right. Not well, downplaying not- it. Not minimizing, yeah. but just saying, okay. What now? Acknowledging too that I don't have to stay here. Like this, this is a reality. This is a tendency or this is a pitfall that I might fall into easily. How, what are ways moving forward? I can avoid those pitfalls or, or assuage some of those, those triggers that I know are going to trigger me because I've seen it in my mom and dad. I've seen it in my grandparents, whatever my aunts, uncles, this thing, as a, as a family ethos or this is a family trait but and i know that in given search situations i've been talking to my congregation said you know like let's say your family is 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 your trigger like every time you hang out with your family you get upset mm-hmm. and it ends in tears and yelling and just crazy like fights then before you go to your family pray ask the holy spirit yeah. to to be a shield for you. Um, if you know you have triggers about your your grandpa, whatever, or your cousin, whoever, who's you know is going to pick a fight with you because they always do, then kind of make that decision before you even go in there. Or even to acknowledge, it's okay if I don't. Right. That too. With Jesus saying, you know what? No, that's okay. Right. <laughs> I can, yeah. I can leave. I, I, I do not have to spend time with those people because we share DNA. Right. Or and, I know my cousin's going to push a button. I'm just not going to talk to them. Right. Or if they try to talk to me, I'll just be like, sorry, I don't have time and walk away. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be, it can be difficult, but there's ways to move forward and it starts with being honest about where we are and where we've been. Mm-hmm. Cause if you aren't honest, you're not going to address the right problem. Just like the tooth and the sprained ankle. 
If you ignore your tooth, <laughs> it's not going to ever get fixed. Anyway. All right. Well, I think any final thoughts that you got today? Um, no, just remember that this is a, a long process. There is a good tool um, uh, that you could Google called Family Mapping, and yeah. it helps you to create a um, almost like a family tree. Yeah. But it's a family tree of potential curses and blessings. Yeah. So um, it is a it is a, a long process, but it is a helpful tool to connect the dot to see are there patterns in my in my lineage unbroken uh, chains of sin that might be present in me that I need to pray over and release or um, in my own family. Right. I, I know my family is somewhat messed up. But when I did this, I found lineages of blessing that I did not wreck that I did not know were there. Yeah. And so and that was really helpful for me to see as for, for me to see growing up in a, um, you know, a, a somewhat tumultuous kind of household and, and family drama and all that stuff. But it was easy. It was nice to see like, there were, there were some lines of blessings that, uh, that I was able to uncover. So that's something you can Google. Um, that is a helpful, um, tool. And remember, this is not to dwell or get stuck. It's just a, a tool to say, um, what can I, what do I need to recognize so that I can move forward into the person that God wants me to be? Right. So I don't stuff, but I release in a healthy and productive way. Amen. Yeah. Uh, real quick, I, I pulled open the the work the workbook and um, a simple way if if the family mapping is just beyond your your ability at this moment in time, just it's just too much. Um, one of the things that he has is is messages received about life from your from your mom and dad. Oh yeah. Or from your guardians if you you know grew up in a different sort of family situation. But messages you receive, like education is everything, or you have to do things to be loved. Like love is earned. Um, don't be sad or don't feel bad feelings. Don't be weak. Mm-hmm. Um, things like that. And so what um, what it is, it's a very, and I was going to show it to you, but you've seen it and um, our listeners can't mm-hmm. see the screen. So, um, but it's, it basically is just two, two big columns, one from your mom, one from your dad. And then culminating is, okay, what are the res- what did I receive from all of those things from my parents and just acknowledging this is, this is how I grew up. These are the things that we felt were good. And because they might not be things that you even think about now, because they're so ingrained. Right. And then on the side, he talks about earthquake events that happened in your history, like big earth shattering, you know, loss or moving or divorce or, you know, abuse or um, secrets coming out, you know, suddenly now you know such and such about so-and-so um and then it kind of taking just taking a look at all of those things that culminate into who you who you are from your family and being able to again acknowledge it mm-hmm. and then move forward from it so yeah wow good conversation today i think yeah hopefully our listeners i like it so all right well with that, I think we can call it a day on our on our on this episode and we'll meet you guys again next week. Remember friends, God blesses us why? So we can be a blessing to others. Thank you. Good job. All right guys, we'll catch you guys yeah. next time. <laughs> <laughs>